right, it's showtime. Hi, welcome everyone to episode 186, Who's Hot, Who's Not, of El Mexican Soccer Podcast. I'm your host, Samara Perez, in for Hugo Bernal. And just a reminder to subscribe to all our social media platforms and a reminder that we are completely live right now. So go ahead and send us your comments. We have a lot of topics to talk about today. We're going to talk about round six of Liga MX, America, Chivas, Selección Mexicana, MLS kicking off, and lots, lots more. But before we do begin and before I introduce the rest of the ETO gang, I did want to mention and touch on, as we all know, everything that's going on over there with the situation in Ukraine. And we um, at ETO wanted to send our, our prayers and our best wishes to the Ukrainian people. You know, we wish uh, for world peace. We wish for the war to stop. And, you know, it's an unfortunate situation, but all right, let's go ahead and begin with the show. Hello, super. Welcome, welcome. How are you? Mara, how you doing? Ready for another uh, round. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's welcome as well, Fernando. Fernando, Fernando, how are you? I'm great. Ready for more soccer and excited to be here. Awesome. And I'm also excited to be here as well. Welcome, everybody, once again. Um, all right, let's get started. Um, first, we have the Liga MX results for round six. So let's go ahead and take a look at that. We have, as we can see, Puebla and Rayados, Puebla taking that victory. And we have Juarez, Santos, we have a draw, Tijuana, Necaxa. And we made our predictions on all of these games. Uh, I was able to get the right score for the first game. What about you, Super? ¿Cómo ves? ¿Cómo andan ahí tus pronósticos? Well, I mean... Uh... Like always, I, you know, hit or miss for me. I got a couple right, not not the scores, but you know, the we, Puebla. We definitely thought that they was gonna take this uh, this game since um, Monterrey is anda por la calle de la amargura. <laughs> but uh, hey, you know, not bad, not bad. Ahí algo me defiendo. <laughs> if if I'm not mistaken, I think I I said that Monterrey was gonna win. I didn't think Puebla had had it in them to to beat Monterrey, but they surprised me, and I'm happy to see that because it's a small team, uh, one of the, the teams that are like, you know, the the cheapest of, of the uh, team, and they still managed to get a win there in first place. So it's it's always good to see that. First place in La Cima. Let's take a look at the standings for round six. Como mencionaste, Fernando, Puebla up at top. And then we have the top, let's take a look at the top five. We have Pachuca, Cruz Azul, Tigres, and Atlas. Y bueno, pues we could see the rest of the teams. Some, you know, not doing so well, like um, 
I don't know, Chivas. America. Super. America. Chivas fought to Leon. Well, also America, right? But let's let's start with Chivas. Let's start with your Chivas. Uh, they fall to Leon, and they're currently ninth in the standings. So what can you tell me about tu equipo? Well, it was it was a wild game. I think uh, even though Chivas lost, I don't think they played the you know the worst game of the season. I don't think this was the worst game of the season. Anyways, uh, they ended up losing in the last minute. It was like you know it was an like the time uh, the recompensa at the very last what was it like ninety fourth minute where they got the uh, the defeat and. Um, they had chances towards the end as well because they they managed to tie the game around that minute 80th and they had a couple opportunities after that where they could have easily you know scored that winning goal but you know like like that saying in in mexico that we have el que perdona pierde samara you know so that's what happened with chivas you know and perdono they they gave away the 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 first goal for leon a horrible, horrible mistake by by uh, Fernando Beltran, uh, giving the ball away basically to, to to the opponent and with an open goal. So um, you know when you make mistakes and 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 defensively like that, it's really really tough to to overcome like because your your morale goes down and on top of that, you know, like you're already making mistakes. Now you gotta start from uh, you gotta uh, swim against the current. It's it's difficult, you know. So uh, at this point, I know we talked about this before, but at this point, what's the reality of Chivas that that, that you know we've mentioned before, Super? What what do you think? Where do you do you think that they stand? Well, it's, it's the reality. I've been saying this uh, every uh, every week, uh, Fernando. They uh, they're very inconsistent. You know, they're they're uh, they're a team that. Uh, they they gonna basically play with what they have, but uh, they don't have bad players. That that's the thing. Yeah, I, I don't it, think uh, you, the way you say it sounds like they're settling no, it, for the players that they have when they actually have and, a decent. Sorry, guys. I was reading one of the comments and uh, you said, "Not sure who's more delusional, Chivas or Super about Chivas." <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm, but, was, but, but tell me, am I, am I lying? On, um, I mean. Chivas is with the third loss out of six games, but uh, continue, Fernando. Sorry for interrupting. No, yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, I, I don't think Chivas has bad players. I actually thought at the beginning of the season that it was a pretty well-solid team, um, at least better than Pumas. I was expecting Chivas to do way better than Pumas. And uh, I see Chivas struggling a little bit, so it's a little concerning because. But then, what is it? They change. You know, uh, well, there, let me tell you, Fernando. Since you touch, uh, you touch a great point there with 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 Pumas, right? And Pumas, you thinking uh, Chivas has a better team than than than, than Pumas? In, in papel, in la mesa, yes, right? They have better names. They have uh, very young players. They have very talented young players, but you don't have a leader. You know, you coach. Look what happens with Lilini, right? He he had his team like taken apart. How many times? Like two or three times already, and he still managed to you know to to, to push forward and get the team uh, play playing good because you know oh. we see them. Pumas is on top, and then you have on the other side uh, uh, Chivas, where 
it's basically the, the, the owner's friend that is leading this team because they don't have money to pay for another coach. And Super. You know, would you ahead, say that Chivas is in crisis? Then they have a game against Puebla next. So they, how do you think that's going to go? They are in, in crisis and they've been in crisis for a long time, for a few years, even though, like I said, they don't have like, they have some talented players. It, it, if you don't have like a leader and, and a good and a good project, right? Like you, you have to, to get a coach and, and give them the confidence and give them like a, 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 the material like to, to, to succeed. Like this team not to refuerzos this, this season, right? So, uh, bueno, pues. they got Macias, but, so, so, but so, Macias is... Right, well, he's just recently incorporated, but, um, yeah. all right, let's yeah. talk about another team that's in crisis, right? Because we have a little bit of time to talk about the head coach uh, in a bit, but let's talk about El América. Los Tuzos golearon al América. <laughs> Fernando, América faces Pumas next in a Clásico Capitalino. What do you think is going to happen with Solari because apparently there's a, a source tells me that um, they gave Solari four games after his defeat against um, who was it against Atletico de San Luis and you know they expect better results after this game so what do you think is going to happen you think America is gonna I don't know wake up and tie or defeat Pumas uh, well, this is this is a really great game. It's gonna be a clásico. So uh, we've talked about it before, where we see the clásico or the teams play so much better when it's a clásico than when it's just a regular game. So I do think that América is going to play their best game so far of this season, and I do think they have a chance to win. However, the more I think about it, the more I believe Super when they say that le están tendiendo la cama Solari. So <laughs> I think they might just lose it. So. Solari can leave and then they can start a whole new project. Uh, I mean, that's good for Pumas because then that, that means they'll win, but uh, we'll see how America plays. I think they're going to have a good game. Yeah, that's the rumors that they've said about Solari, you know, that the players are maybe not performing as well because they're, they don't like how Solari is, uh, I don't know, uh, maybe he's too rough on them or his personality, something about him. Um, but I feel like it's going to be a very decisive game for the former Real Madrid coach. What do you think, Super? You know, I, I've been I've been saying it. Thanks, Fernando, for you know acknowledging it. Finally, finally coming to to the other side to uh, to the light. <laughs> just, I don't see any other explanation. That's why. Um, That's why. You know what happened, and I remember this part where uh, America lost a final, right? I don't remember which final it was uh, recently. And Solari, right? All the players were leaving, going into the locker rooms. And Solari turned around, turned everybody around and said, no, 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 no. You guys are not going anywhere. Come over here. Watch the uh, the other team being, you know, uh, get their, celebrated. Yeah, get yeah. their trophies. <laughs> and, 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 and people were, the players, I, I saw them. They were not happy to be, to, you know, for this uh, action. And I know it's out of respect. Everybody was thinking, praising Solari for this. But when you start like having like incidents like that with your players and they, you know, there is now like a hard feeling towards the coach, it's only going to get worse for the team. You know, if there's, if the, 
basically el, el, el vestidor se parte, right? We see this time and time again where people, and we hear stories from players. Players have come here and, 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 and given us interviews where they tell us that, yes, <laughs> les tienen la cama a, a los coaches. Basically, you know, players, if you, they don't like the coach, they can get them out. And just like that, because how, how can you explain that last season, El America was super leader, and this season they, for, they just forgot how to play football? See, but they started they started this bad uh, racha when they lost against Puma. So I don't think at that point they were teniéndole la cama Solari because they were playing a, a, a quarterfinal. They had to win. Well, uh, not, uh, not then. So, but Fernando, which manager do you think out of Chivas and America is under more pressure or more scrutiny, Solari or oh, man, That's that's a good question. Uh, I think I'm, I'm gonna go with Solari just because the players that he has in his squad are so much better than Chivas players. I think the the I mean, America has so much money. They brought the best players they could. They they I mean, one of them being Jonathan dos Santos that I honestly think he he should be doing uh so much better. So the fact that he has such a great squad gives him more pressure and makes gives him more responsibility to be doing better rather than than uh Leano and also Solari is supposed to be a very experienced coach like super said earlier uh Leano is just a friend of the of the owner so uh definitely Solari has so, uh, way more pressure. Y para ti super You know what? I I'm gonna I'm gonna go all the way here and I think that both are gonna be out soon. Um, Solari, if they lose this against Pumas, I think that he's gone. I think in this in this game, uh, you know, it's gonna mean like like Fernando said earlier. It, they're not only playing for three points; they're playing for pride. And this would be the perfect opportunity that if he doesn't get the results, uh, Solari's gone. And then for Leaño, Leaño, you know, I'm gonna uh, a few days ago I saw on social media. Omar Bravo walking through, uh, uh, posting pictures, walking through the, the um, El Estadio de Chivas, El Akron, Estadio Akron, with a, you know, folder with the Chivas logo on it. Hey, hey. Hablando de rumores, <laughs> what's going on there? So, what's uh, going on? I mean, could, uh, he be, could he be next? So, is this, hey, I, I, I assume that it's his first, it would be his first team. To manage, would you? How would you see that? Uh, you know, it's a, it's a big. Chivas is a big team for for it to be his first team. If that's the case, where uh, we think he might be going. Well, all right. Let's uh, see what the what the people over here are saying in the comments. We have Luis Perez who says Solari's tactics haven't been the same since he got picked out of the playoffs last year. His tactics are very timid now. And then Vincent Sanchez says. Solari has more pressure because America has the means to change things and Chivas cannot do anything to help themselves even if they wanted to. Bueno, y uh, yeah. Gerardo Fisher dice, arriba la América y abajo Solari. <laughs> There you go. Bueno, pues para mí, I think the one who's under more pressure is Solari. And there's actually news about Henry Martin, um, that he might not be available to play for that match against Pumas because he has like a viral infection. It's not COVID, but he does have something. Uh, so he's uh, not sure he's going to be playing. Uh, so let's go ahead and take a look at the power rankings now. Power rankings of the ETO gang and see what 
top teams are what top teams they selected. So we have Puebla como el número uno, la franja up at top, Pachuca, Cruz Azul, Tigres, y Atlas. All right. Let's talk about Cruz Azul a little bit. La Cruz, Cruz, ay, Cruz Azuleada is the No, no la Cruz Azuleza, Mara. <laughs> es que se contagia. No, uh, Los Cementeros Vito Luca 4 to 1. Ya se acabó la Cruz Azuleada. ¿Qué dice el super? Well, it was, uh, I didn't think there was a Cruz Azuleada. It just, yeah, I mean, yeah. You know what? The, the Cruz Azuleada is now like, uh, you know, it's it's like a, a, how can we put it? Like a verb already, no? Every time the, the heat that Cruz Azul loses, it's going it's gonna to come back. But but in, if you, we talk about the team, the team is doing just fine. They're in third place. You know, they defeated Toluca, that Toluca was uh, mm -hmm. coming back from a bad start of the season, and I mean, currently at, at seventh place, it, you know, it, it's not a bad team, and so uh, so they did their job, defeating and defeating with uh, contundencia, you know, a los a los choriceros. So uh, the good thing that I take out of this victory is that. Um, Santi Jimenez getting a, a un doblete, you know, it, I think it's a, that's a good thing for him because it, it kind of like gives him more, boosts his confidence and they need that right now. They, they need a forward that, that can uh, come in, even if it's from the bench to, to, to change, to change the, the, the game. And it's, it's good for, uh, for he, uh, El Chaquito since, hey, who knows? Maybe if he gets into a little of uh, una rachita ahí, we can see him on the national team. Right. It's possible. Third place for Cruz Azul certainly gives the fans hope. You know, it, 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 it's exciting for them to be up in the stands. And a, a, another win could put them up higher, uh, maybe even at first place. Uh, but yeah, Santi Jimenez had a doblete. Charlie Gonzalez also scored again. Cruz Azul dominated the entire game, and it's uh, their first time scoring four goals at Benemesio 10 since March 1995, thanks to the production for that one. Um, what about you, Fernando? Do you think, uh, you know, I thought Nacho Ambriz was finally, you know, viendo, acoplándose con el equipo, pero... Pues no, no fue lo que mostraron este partido. What do you think about, I don't know, Cruz Azul at this moment? Well, uh, you know, if I'm not mistaken, last game, uh, last jornada, Cruz Azul lost against Necaxa in a Cruz Azuleada, right? They were winning 1-0, and then in a matter of minutes, Necaxa scored two goals and ended up taking the game. And uh, I still think that La Cruz Azuleada is still a thing. It's still something that roams around uh, Cruz Azul's head, you know? Uh, especially because beating Toluca at this moment is not a big thing. Pumas did it five to zero in in the primera jornada. Rano Cruz Azul does it four to one. That's those goleadas in six games. So I don't think uh, Toluca beating Toluca four to one is a big reference uh, to uh, ending the Cruz Azuleada. If it would have been Tigres, if it would have been uh, you know Puebla or or uh, another team that's doing really good right now, 
But <laughs> Fernando, they're in third place, man. It's it's week what seven? No, now? no, I know, but but uh, the think, fact yeah, the fact that they dan la vuelta en un partido contra un equipo que ahorita ni siquiera están los primeros doce, I think. Yeah, but everybody has a, a bad game, man. It was just a bad game for them. I don't think uh, if they were like. Uh, you know, like America right now, I would tell you, yeah, you no, know, but, but, but that's, that's but, the thing. If but, you start now, losing, just now like remember, remember that they were in a week of distress with all the, the stuff that was going on internally with, with the coach, with the, the directiva, with all the problems that they're carrying from the office. It, it, sometimes it does affect you, man. So no, uh, I know, if, but, if, but let's, let's analyze this. Uh, Cruz Azuliada means, or what is started meaning was Cruz Azul losing everything when they're at the top, when they're doing really good, and then everything crumbles down to pieces. So the fact that they're doing yeah. good right now, but they and, lose in a very silly way against Necaxa, and, that tells and, me that. And yes, it's still and an La Cruz Azulearon during that one game, not during the season. I mean, they're doing just fine. Like I said, they're in third place. You know, they have. I, I, they, they have a good team, so I don't I don't know. Like I mean, uh, this is gonna be a good test on Sunday when they play Santos, the last place of the. Oh, well, of the I don't think the it's gonna be a good test. Is I think exactly you're 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 playing the worst team in the league right now. It's not a good test. So so if if so exactly so if Cruz Azul loses against Santos on Sunday, would you call that a Cruz Azuliada? Because yes. Moment, okay. Yes. So and it's very possible. It's a possible outcome. But that's what I'm saying. It's not that they're in a in a, in in a bad racha. They had a bad game against Necaxa, and and not 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 even that bad. La Cruz Azulearon because they flipped it. You know, les voltearon la tortilla in like a minute or minutes. Esa fue la Cruz Azulera. Not the whole game. Right. They were they were doing good throughout the game. Exactly. But don't you think that's a little concerning, knowing that that's still possible to happen? No, it ha it's food. That's what football means, man. That's what no, it is. I, it happens. I see Mira, just, just listen to this one, right? El partido no se acaba hasta que se acaba. Every minute, every second counts, dude. Yeah, but tell so, me how many teams in the in the Liga MX or in the world le dan la vuelta tanto como a Cruz Azul. It, it happens. No, it happens. But, that Cruz Azul has. And the fact that it's still happening, it should definitely be concerning because it doesn't happen often. Except to Cruz Azul. Fernando, you mentioned them. Um, you mentioned the Cruz Azul not beating uh, Puebla, and let's talk about Puebla a little bit. They're number one right now. Would you say that they're true contenders? Not, not yet. Not completely. We we do know that Monterrey is not at their best right now. They're not playing their best soccer, so. I wish I would have seen what would have happened if Monterrey was at their fullest potential. I don't think Puebla would have been Monterrey if Monterrey was, uh, uh, you know, where they, they, they were at last season. So uh, I, I wouldn't put them as a strong contender just yet. It's only the sixth game, and, uh, you know, we'll see what happens right. in the next few games. Y tu super? Oh, no, I, I definitely think that they are a contender for, for the title. They... um. This is a team that has been doing good things for the past three tournaments. Um, uh, they have a coach that has shown during these three tournaments that that you can you can be a a great coach with with so little. You know, they they took a, away a couple of key players for his team, and he still was managed to to. 
to continue with that good good racha that he has. I think that bueno. he de he defeated some teams, some good teams already. You know, like teams like like Tigres, like um, you know, America. They tied. I know America is not doing good, but, but but still, you know, Monterrey, Atlas. They tied that that game as well. They and that les dejó un sabor a, a triunfo that game too because they were losing that. They were about to lose that game, um, and they're undefeated. They're undefeated, so I definitely think that uh, we're now in one third of the tournament, and they're uh, as uh, you know they're leading this tournament. So I definitely think they could they could have a good chance of taking this uh, this um. Right, this we didn't we didn't think that from Atlas last semester, exactly. but look at them now; they're champions. So exactly, I don't know. Could Puebla be next? It's been 31 years without them having that title so let's take a look at the contenders for round seven contenders and opponents for round seven and there they are okay tenemos a puebla en la casa de las chivas y después say i'm sorry is that puebla yeah puebla and then pachuca yes. versus mazatlán cruz azul santos tigres visita juárez Atlas visita a Tijuana. I think Puma should be there. Pues tú eres but I mean, uh, I think Pumas did a very good game against Atlas and holding them back. So if Atlas is there, I think Pumas should be. Well, it's okay. It's a matter of opinion. So <laughs> who's most likely to come up with uh, the three points then? From oh, um, those that we well, just saw, I definitely see Cruz Azul taking Cruz Azul and Tigres taking the easy uh, victory. Um, I mean, again, it's uh, according to the standings. Uh, anything could happen, though. We we know that football is just a game that you know you have to just play the game, and you can't be overconfident because in a matter of minutes. The, the game can change. Look what happened to Cruz Azul with Necaxa. I actually don't think Tigres has it that easy. Juarez uh, could sneak up on them, especially being at home. Um, I do. I, I, Atlas against Tijuana, that should not be a tough game for Atlas. El reencuentro con el Tuca Ferretti nuevamente de Tigres. Wow. Y bueno, ahorita Pachuca is actually beating 2 to 1. Yes. Yeah, they're already playing and they're they're up one they're up two one of course. They were up to zero and then right before the first half ended they the Mazatlan scored. I do believe Mazatlan could end end up tying the game and, and, and getting those uh, getting just one point. If if Pachuca doesn't score another one, they, they could be in big trouble. Bueno, guys, we're going to go ahead and take a look at the promo for our next episode. So that's ready. Let's roll it. <laughs> we yes. have El Mexican Soccer Podcast episode 187, which is going to be on Thursday, as always, Thursday, uh, March 3rd. It's 6 p.m. Eastern time. Wait. Pacific time, 9 p.m. Eastern time, 
and 8 p.m. Central Time. We're all over the U.S., guys. So <laughs> we're we're present. We're here. So okay, let's take a look now at the for the Liga MX Fantasy Pick'em. We have the winners for round six. In first place, Isra Garza. In second, Gerardo Fischer. And in third, Juan Camane. And remember, this is totally free to play. So every week, you can put in your predictions and you get to win prizes completely free. All you got to do is go sign up, create an account, and then put in your um, predictions, right? So... I think you should go ahead and participate. We get we have good prices. I actually was able to win one because we can participate as well. But uh, I only I was oh, only able to do it once. <laughs> yes, you still want oh, to win, super. You still want to win. Oh, You're missing no out. Wonder, you know. <laughs> but look, we gave we gave our 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 predictions for last week, and honestly. We didn't do very well, so I I hope nobody if we would have put them in the fantasy pick them. No, no luck, no no nothing, <laughs> no prizes for us. I was gonna say I hope nobody uh, grabbed our uh, predictions and put it, put them in uh, in their predictions on the uh, fantasy pick them because <laughs> they were no like, mad of us, mad of us, you know. <laughs> oh man. Okay, production. Are we gonna do the the what's it called? You know that video of the explainer, or we don't have that. <laughs> okay, we don't have that anymore. <laughs> okay, no, no more, no more. Okay, let's go ahead and talk yeah, about then. Mande super. He's gone. <laughs> El, el, Let, Joe's gone, yeah. El Terminator, yeah. Lo terminamos, he's gone. We get him the boot. You say that while, while se te escura una lagrimita en el ojo, super. Ah, no llores, Fernando. <laughs> me tienes a mí. You have okay. me, man. Don't worry. I'm here for you. <laughs> Let's go ahead and talk about los rayados del Monterrey and the situation that's going on with the fans. I don't know if you guys uh, saw the videos where the fans were standing in front of the players' vehicles and confronting them, trying to speak to them, uh, trying to get a word out of them, like as to why they're not performing so well. As we know, Rayados came from uh, uh, winning, or not winning, but Lucy. earning fifth place. <laughs> I think I think the, the the fans are pretty clever, you know, putting webbles on 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 the players' cars. They did a lot. Um, I mean, they have they're <laughs> they're right. Their their team is not performing, and they have the the most expensive squad. They should be doing better, at least being in the first twelve at the very least. So I think. But is that we, like? It's that the right way to approach it? Because I don't know, like Funes Mori was like, he didn't even want to talk. I believe he was scared. Like if it were me, like I'd be scared. Like, you know, them doing all uh, the writing and then they, I mean, they, they like, it was a lot, but I don't know. Super Tuca piensas. No, it's, 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 it happens all over the place, right? I mean, this is not something that just happens in Mexico. We've seen it around the globe. I've seen it with the, uh, uh, 
people doing it to Barcelona players, to you know uh, Real Madrid players, uh, all over. And and it's not right. It's not right. You know, at the end of the game, this, at the end of the, you know, it, this is just the game. You know, and they should just. Uh, that's the fanatismo, that that the feeling. You know, it's it's people that basically go too far. They go too far, and yeah, you can be upset. You can go and scream at your TV all you want. You know, you can say whatever you want them to them on you know on the screen. But to go and try to confront this guy because he's not playing good, I, I get it. You know, you're mad, but that's just going just too far. I I, I agree with you. It's not the correct way to approach the situation. But as, as when you become a professional soccer player. You're signing up for stuff like this, even though it's completely wrong. You you have to be aware that whenever your team is not doing good, you're gonna be facing these situations. And if I'm not mistaken, none of the fans did any any aggressive actions. So they, I don't think los agredieron. I don't think que les golpearon ni nada. So in a way, it wasn't that bad. You know, they just stood outside, complained a little, maybe yelled at them. But you know. It's something that you also get yelled at at the at the at the stadium. So it's right. It's right. nothing. But it's kind of intimidating, from... no? When it's like yeah, one but, on one, but but or it's ten on one. Yeah, no, it's easily that you know it could easily something could go wrong easily. You know, it's not the good. It, it, what if he hits one of them by with his car or something, not intentionally, but. It's just something that could happen, and I don't think that they should allow this. The security should be more more strict over there at the stadium. I mean, at the at the training uh, facilities, and uh, and and also maybe players could talk to the fans. You know, use social media, use something uh, in a in a way to send a message. And this is something that, like, you know. Punes Mori has been in the in the spotlight now because recently he has used some uh, comments or he has said some comments that that were not very pleasant to hear, you know. Especially, uh, I guess he had another incident at the airport where he was like saying that Mexico was uh, basically a crappy country, and it's like you're Did talking he say like that though? this. Did he say a crappy well, country? That I cannot I cannot prove it. I didn't hear it. There is no video of it, but. The, there is claims from uh, news uh, outlets that he, he said this, and and if he did, then that's wrong too, and that's provoking. You know, now you're provoking the fans, and and that's it, it goes both ways. If we are gonna say that uh, what the fans did is wrong, also Funes Mori, if he he should what watch what he says. And I think that, that that's just a result of, of all the pressure that he's going through. You know, he's not doing good in Monterrey. He's not doing good in La Selección Mexicana. And the fans are, are starting to want yeah, more from you, him. But, but it's not justifiable, but I, I kind of understand that his actions are due to, to stress and pressure that he's I, going I get through. it, but you just said it. You just said it earlier. You know, he he decided to become a, a professional soccer player to 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 be in the spotlight like that. You should you should oh, know so how to bad. handle that. You should know how to handle that. And then, you know, at the end of the day, you're getting paid to do it. You know, and just 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 gotta be a little smarter. Super. Do you think of Funes Mori's action and the way he's been playing, like he's not at a very good moment right now? Do you think he deserves a call up for the national team? 
No, I've been saying this since he got called for the first time. He he his his best moments ha, ha, they are long gone. You know, I remember Funes Mori. You know, when when Monterrey was like winning championships and playing like great games. You know, but Funes Mori has been like downhill for a long time, and he got called just because you know, it, you know, compadrismos. I that's what I believe. And, Didn't uh, he say that he earned his call up? No, no, I don't think so. I he he maybe he earned if he would have five years ago. Now it's like he 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 hasn't shown that he has uh something else to offer, you know, like that the other players could 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 bring to Las I think even a year ago he was still doing good and when they nah, called him no. up for for what was nah. it the was it the he's gold been, cup? He's been I was he's okay been with that. The, he was uh, he was close to leaving Monterrey, man. He's been not playing good for a long time. It's this is not nothing new. It's been years since since Funes Mori. It's not the same Funes Mori anymore. See, but yet again, without Funes Mori, I don't. This is the conversation we have every single time we talk about Funes Mori. Without him, there's really nobody else. And the fact But, that at some point he was good, taking him to the Selección Mexicana kind of gives you hope that he might remember how to play like he used to. That he might be able to bring his skills back. So do you think else. that Martino might have like a surprise call up for his next uh, lineup in the Mexican national team for the yeah, next I window? I even though he shouldn't be a starter because he's not having a good moment right now, he's gonna do it as as uh, Jimenez's backup, and hopefully by then he retakes his his uh, skill. You know, he he starts playing better again because. You don't forget how to play soccer. He's just going through a, a very bad two years, like Super says. And uh, I think with a little discipline, he could come back to being the Funes Mori that we all knew back then. I don't know, man. Uh, how old is he? <laughs> I don't know. He's Funes Mori? not much yeah. older than Jimenez. If, 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 oh, know. I think he's uh, quite a, uh, a few years older than Jimenez. But, yeah, definitely. Hey, but 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 again, w without Jimenez, without uh, Funes Mori, the only one we have is Hen Henry Martin, and I still don't think that's a great option. But without Henry Martin, then without them three, we have nobody. What about um, Chaquito? He's, well, he's he's young and and he could you know maybe we have to we have to see how this whole uh, tournament develops. And see if he's fit for the Selección Mexicana. At the moment, it seems like he is, and it would be a good idea to take him just to get a feel of it. But I don't know. Well, speaking of La Selección Mexicana, the USMNT has a possible absence of for Weston McKinney. Uh, he has an injury on his left foot, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so. Recovery time expected to come back in about two months. But do you guys think that this absence would benefit El Tri in their match against the United States on the 24th of March at home? Well, he, he was uh, basically one of the key players for the U.S. So uh, it will, it will um, bring some... Uh, it, it would be a big absence for, for, for 
el, el equipo de las barras y las estrellas. So, um, but again, we have to see what Mexico brings to the table too, because that midfield that they have is not very, uh, um, you know, convincing. <laughs> Let's he, put it that way. He is a very important piece of uh, the, the U.S. national team. But the fact that he's not going to be there kind of gives... If Mexico wins, it's going to give it less credit to the win because obviously... <laughs> I just, come on. Come on, Fernando. The, you know, the, I mean... No, Come the on, thing dude. is that, that that you cannot expect Mexico to win only when the other team has uh, bajas, you know? Oh, Mexico no, won. you because... always expect them to win. What do you mean? No, no. no but I mean, who's on the pitch. Oh, no, in the World Cup, you're not going to have... You're going to have uh, fully loaded teams in the World Cup. You don't you know, know that. You don't know that. Injuries could happen anytime. But no, yeah. what I'm saying is that you, you can't expect the other teams to have injured players. You know, every time Mexico plays against them. So yeah, the fact but that's, that, that's that, something that, that has nothing to do with, with Mexico, you know? No, hey, I know, but... If, but they, if that, you have an injured player, that's... Well, whatever, I mean, look, look, same, at, look at Mexico, the same, the same thing. thing. If, if Mexico plays against, you know, the B team of Germany, if yeah, they might win and it might be nice, but just the fact that they didn't do it with a fully loaded team is kind of upsetting. And I was hoping after losing three... After seeing Mexico lose three times against the United States, I wanted Mexico to win against the United States at their best, you know, with no excuses. That's what I mean. It's it, it, it's it's kind of sucky to know that Mexico has an advantage because McKinney's not gonna be there. Mm. As as much as 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 much as it benefits Mexico and they're probably gonna end up with th the three points, it sucks to know that you know they kind of had a, a an advantage. I mean, La Selección also has its injuries you know players with injuries like El Chucky but you know speaking of like being defeated by the U.S. so Mexico needs more preparation needs to play with teams you know out of CONCACAF and there is a negotiation or um, they're preparing to have friendly matches against uh, Argentina and Brazil in September however they must qualify to the World Cup first before these uh, matches, you know, um, que es, yeah, pues se, what's the word I'm looking for? For them? Yes, oficialicen. Thank you, super. So they also have a friendly against Venezuela. That's um, a possibility, but what do you guys think that they need to, play matches against teams like this in order to be better prepared for the World Cup if definitely, qualifying? Definitely. I think uh, always playing uh, higher-ranking teams uh, will, will help you uh, get better, will help you uh, get a different uh, um, interaction, you know? Like playing with a, a lower-ranked team and beating them like basically not even taking it seriously because people the, some of these players underestimate these teams and they don't even they don't give them their max you know when they're playing higher ranked teams mexico always se crece they they play better you know se la creen. and and if if that was like a a, a norm for them and you know possibly they could just get a better rhythm I, I, I do like the, the games against Brazil and Argentina. 
you know, they're really good teams. But I would like to see more diversity. I In the World Cup, you can end up playing against a European uh, country or an African country so or an Asian country. So instead of playing three teams from the same confederation, I think they should add a, maybe a, a game against Portugal, you know, or or Nigeria, I don't know. Something not just from South America. Listen, man, I would take I would take 20 games against Argentina and Brazil and, and non no games against like the, the teams that you just mentioned. Why not? And I would just fine I I would be just fine with that. Playing the best that... of the best it, it, it's it's where is that, man? But you know, European you're gonna teams, compare, you're European gonna compare teams Nigeria have a with Brazil and Argentina. Come on. They have a very similar style. The European teams have a very similar style. So do, so do the African teams. So in order Even to, the Portuguese to team, I think, like, is two steps, you know, behind Argentina and Brazil. Okay, so then you can replace one of those games for the, Ven the Venezuela game. True. We'd also be talking about, like, Brazil and Argentina having all their star players, you know, Messi, yeah. pues los brasileños. Entonces... I yeah, think Mexico Messi, definitely needs more, more preparation and more. So how about, how about Germany? How about Germany? Super? Does that make you feel better? No, they can. Like I said, as long as they play good teams, what I'm do you fine mean? So, with it. But so you anyways, have to, listen, there's different styles of, of of play, super. You have to get a little taste of all of them. Mm, well, yeah, but, and but yesterday, it's easier, guys, it's easier to, to for them to play against. Brazil and Argentina than than to play with with uh, um, Germany, you know, because Germany never they will never want to come to th this way. They will have to go that way, and you know that, that with the contracts and sponsors, that's that, that's not gonna happen. Hey, and right. just a quick La just a quick reminder: that Funes Mori yes, and Raúl Jiménez they are the same age. I was I was just <laughs> exactly. thinking that they so are cool. okay. You looked that up. <laughs> Thanks for that. All right, exactly. like, let's continue. <laughs> Let's continue with La Selección Mexicana, and now let's talk about Héctor Herrera, who has a possibility of arriving to the MLS yesterday. Um, that was kind of like the not trending topic, but it was popular on Twitter over here and my site in Houston and with all the uh, fans of the Houston Dynamo, which is the team that um, met with him today, uh, the general manager. Pat Onstad met with him earlier today to uh, present to him the offer. So would you guys consider this a good option for his career? You know, with having the World Cup happen in the same year. So he's expected to come sometime in the summer after his contract with Atletico de Madrid ends. Uh, super, ¿tú qué piensas? I think, I think it would be a great thing for Herrera because that would give him more regular playing time you know he's he's not a starter for atletico he is basically a bench player and and if if he's gonna stay there to to do the same and he played the whole he, game against manchester united for the champions and, league man yeah but he's not a regular and anyways i i just think he's on his way out I, you know i wouldn't even bring it bring him to the world cup that's just me though Fernando, what do you think? I, I don't like it. I, I've always been really against players coming from Europe to the MLS or La Liga MX at an early age. 
it's not early for him because he's already in the older side. But I still think he could give more than 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 MLS or Liga MX for that matter. And La maybe Banca, not, maybe not an Atlético. Listen, maybe not an Atlético, but another team in Spain that's probably like mid table, being a starter in that in one of those teams. Atlético is a home, you know, a very big team for him, but. I don't think he should come back to to these leagues, especially not before the World Cup. Because I know you don't want him at the World Cup, but you know the truth is that El Tata Martino is gonna take him. So obviously you want him to at least be at a at a higher level than he would be here in the United States. So another team more rhythm here in the MLS because he's gonna be a designated player if he has, accepts the offer, and uh, well. He's at the perfect age to come to the to the MLS. Wait, you know, how old is he? Like 33? I don't think he's 31 years old, and I that's don't not think a perfect age, man. It, that's yes, too early. That's it, too early. No, it, it's a perfect age because the the contract that they're gonna offer him now is not gonna be the same if he tries to come in the next two to three years. You it, know, it's a perfect age maybe for his finance situation, for his financial situation, for not for his soccer, not for his. For his, uh, but what know, soccer are you play. talking about? He's he has he has declined like okay, he's going like downhill from a long time ago, you, man. You said it yourself. Mira, he's not se operó a... la nariz en eh, like Sansón. Una vez que la nariz se fue, se le fue el talento. You said it his yourself. His talent was gone. In Atlético, in Atlético, <laughs> he's not a starter, right? He's not constant. So the fact that he doesn't get any playing time. That can probably be the reason why he's not at the best of his game. But if he was to go to another team in Europe, even if it's like a mid-table team, like a, a you know Tottenham or or, or whatever the, other team or Crystal the, Palace, they would they would. I the think problem, would, the problem is that you have to get the offers. Right. If they're not there. I mean, no, I I understand <laughs> that, but that's what I'm saying. This is a bad move. Obviously, the question I, here is, is would you go to another team in Europe earning less money or would you go with the financial safety of earning more? And, you know, he's going to be earning about $4 million per season. And I don't know how much he earns right now, two. but I don't think the money is the issue. About three. Let me think about that, Samara. Less money, I'm about to retire He's not. Or he's more still, money. He still has like seven years and... in him, man. I don't understand. <laughs> what? What? Seven years? He could That's honestly end up. I think. I think he's lucky. If he has three more years, man. That's it. Oh no, man. All right. Let's, Look, let's, if, let's if, if he up. could, if he comes to the United States to retire, he could be playing here until thirty-eight, man. All right, all right, Listen, man, if I thought it was your costale papas. Let's move on. Staying with the MLS, but now... Your vision is just Atletico de Madrid. I guarantee you, he leaves that team to another team in Europe, he would be a very good player. All right, all right, yeah. Vamos a hablar de la CONCACAF Champions League. El Santos eliminado por el Montreal de la MLS. Entonces, el Santos going through a lot Pedro Caixinha was just fired from Santos after this defeat. Santos, um, uh, you know, Caixinha, like, oh my God! First, he has he he's not present at the at the game because he tested positive for COVID, right? So now he's without a team. 
Santos <laughs> let go of him. So what do you guys think of? I'm sorry. Let, before we continue, I just want to read a comment. I want yeah. Fernando drug test today is safety. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for that comment. I'm sorry. Okay, let's go back to Cassie. <laughs> yeah, so Caixinha, would you uh, no, guys it's I think it, I think it was I know he he hasn't been doing good on 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 La Liga and and being eliminated from I mean with that MLS team hurts, you know, because that whole la rivalidad you know, and what what that means that losing again to the U.S. for for a Mexican team, it's hard, and I think that's why they basically fire him. You know, and and again, if if they brought him, this is what his second second time for for San, with Santos, and they always say that you know las segundas oportunidades they're they're never they never work right. Uh, and uh but i i think it was too soon i think they didn't they were not patient enough what was it now it was only uh 10 games no it was uh like about eight games right that he played including the yeah but Luka champions santos is in the last place of the standings yeah so, do you I, think I it, it was more of the um, not winning or being eliminated from the CONCACAF uh, Champions League or, you know, have him, give him a mo more of an opportunity to uh, no, I, pick up the pace with the Liga MX? Like, it's I mean, kind of didn't, didn't you want Leaño out, like, four games in after he started coaching yeah, Chivas? But, but I think Le it's the same Leaño situation. Uh, Leaño has been, what, two tournaments now? This is the second tournament. No, I know, but, but last tournament, you still wanted him out. He only had like eight, eight games, seven games, and you were already like very upset at him. So the well, thing with uh, Caixinha is that whenever Santos and him, like, they had a, a plan, right? They have a plan of wanting to go to the Club World Cup. So, like, there was no wins for Pedro in this season uh so far last in well, the standings and yeah. of like kind of like a failure not being eliminated so no yeah, it, was it was definitely a combination i mean that it definitely doesn't help him that he, he hasn't won in liga mx that he he basically he lost four of those six games that he played and then but again, I think it's, it was the MLS thing. I mean, you lose to a team from the MLS, and what round is this in the Conca Champions? Uh, quarterfinals? Is it quarterfinals? Yeah. Yeah, so it's... But, you know, I think it was just the... A team like Santos should not be struggling this much. You know, they have a good team, and uh, you expect a coach as good as Caixinha to, to uh, you know, start giving positive results from the get-go. So the fact that he wasn't doing it, and it didn't seem like he was going to do it anytime soon, you have to start looking for another project. Especially, like Super said, second chances almost never work. So I have a comment here from uh, one of our viewers. says, be nice to my Santos while in El Sotano. <laughs> hey, let me tell you, let me tell you, uh, 
no, no soy de, de, de maldiciones ni nada, but when they lost against Cruz Azul on that final, I think they're going to be carrying a, a maldición for, for losing that final. <laughs> All right, guys, let's wrap up our talk about Liga MX and let's move on to the league that's about to kick off this weekend, which is the MLS. It's going to be starting with a nine-game slate. And we have a video about Bella, who talks about his future. What do you think? What do you guys think is going to happen with Bella? Um, We're looking at the video first. Let's or? go. Yeah, let's go ahead and, and look at the video. I say when you are young, maybe you can have more distraction or you have more things in your head. But when you get older, you have more experience. You know how the sports are. It's a business too. So you are more prepared for every single situation. In my mind, it's just be ready for this month. I'm not thinking about the year because I don't have a year here. So yeah. I will work hard to do my best in the start of the season, the, the four months or five months I have less in my contract and enjoy every single game because who, who knows where I can be in, in six months. So I live in the present. I want to enjoy it. I want to do my best for my teammates, for the fans, for my family. And after that, we see. I even know where I will be. So I just, I'm enjoying it right now and that's it. Okay, let's take a look at the graphic real quick for the notable MLS games in week one. LAFC, the donde juega Carlos Vela against Colorado Rapids, Austin FC, Cincinnati, San Jose Earthquakes against New York Red Bulls. And on Sunday, we have Atlanta United against Sporting Kansas City, LA Galaxy against New York City FC and the Houston Dynamo against Ralph Salt Lake. <clears throat> and also Toronto is going to go and visit uh, uh, FC Dallas, what, donde Salcedo is going to be now playing. So, Eso. Yeah. We'll so go. which Mexican do you think will have the biggest impact this year? Well, we uh, have... Just to remind you guys, El Chicharito Vela that we just heard talk on the video that his contract ends in June. And then we have La Chofis. Well, I, I, I think that, uh, yes, I think that Vela, I don't think he's going to stay. So, you know, yes, he probably is going to do good uh, for the few months that we're going to have him here. But then after that, he's he's leaving. So I'm I'm gonna put all the focus now on Chicharito. That he's been working, he's been working really hard to like basically earn a championship with uh, LA Galaxy. He he played in the last uh, in the last friendly they had. He scored uh, two goals, and um, you know that's a good thing for him. You know the boost of confidence right before the start of the 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 league is you know it's it's it's. It's uh, like an encouragement for his team, team, you know, teammates to 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 you know work hard and and uh, as they see their captain, you know, basically uh, succeeding, you know, by by uh, um, 
And and he said it. Listen, we joke around all the time in an interview. He said, joke around all, all the time about, uh, you know, um, being champions. But in the broma y broma, ya nos toca. <laughs> so <laughs> I definitely see him really focused on what he wants. And I think that he's going to have a good tournament. Fernando. Who do you I think, think? I think uh, Chicharito is going to have the biggest impact. I I feel like right now he's motivated uh, because of La Selección Mexicana, whether it's because he still wants to go, even though we know he won't, or because he wants to prove to El Tata that he was the best option. You know, kind of like to, like, lo quiere callar para que, para que se vea como menso El Tata. So I think he he's just very motivated, you know, thanks to La Selección Mexicana, even though he's probably not going to go. Mm. Guys, guess what? We are out of time. Wow. Final thoughts. <laughs> Super. That, that was fast. I that know. Was fast. <laughs> oh, man. I can't believe an hour went by so quick. No, no, no. Hey, look, looking forward to this uh, MLS starting. Eh? I, I want to get on the road again. I Hopefully, I get to go to some games. Yeah. Fernando? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm excited for the MLS because I... I, I Makes el propósito that I'm gonna watch as many MLS games as I can this season. I want to get more involved in it, uh, you know, as much as I am with with the Liga MX. So we'll see if I if I'm able to go to one of the games. Right, and on my part, it's gonna be exciting to maybe have Hector Herrera over here in the summer, but also following the extranjeros over here in the MLS. So thank you everyone for tuning in to our episode 186 just a reminder to subscribe to our youtube channel and follow us on all our social media platforms facebook twitter instagram tiktok twitch youtube at el tri online we'll see you guys in the next show next week bye